Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur, a podcast which is dedicated to Formula One, brought to you by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. And if it's not going well for you, take it to the Lord in prayer, like I always say. Now, today's podcast episode is, I don't know, to me it's very interesting because I've never experienced something like this in Formula One, but I just, I should just say it's interesting. Anyway, welcome to today's podcast episode. Now, I've been away for about, I don't know, the entire summer break because the last time that we went racing was in Hungary, I believe. And that was on the 1st of August for the Hungarian Grand Prix. And we are back today uh, for the Belgian Grand Prix that has happened or not happened on the 29th of August. You're going to be the judge of that. Now, it happens, the Belgian Grand Prix happens at Spa. I don't know how to pronounce the other name, the other ex- the extension to the spa name, but it's Spa Francochamps. Anyway, <laughs> yes, and it's the longest track in Formula One. And uh, did you know that at one stage in history, it had rained at the Belgian Grand Prix for 20 years in a row? I didn't know that either. But anyway, welcome to today's episode. We are going to go through the Belgian Grand Prix at... I don't know if it happened or did not happen. You'll be the judge of that. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's do this. But before we do that. Hey there. Sorry for the interruption. But if you love motorsports, which you probably do because you're listening to this podcast, why not check out my new podcast dedicated to Formula E motorsport? It's called Z Formula E Podcast. And you can find it on any podcasting platform right where you found this podcast. Or you can Google Z Formula E Podcast. On top of that, I also have a third podcast which is dedicated to sharing the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world. That podcast is called Z Humor Show. So if you're ever interested in discussing in Uganda or the beauty of East Africa, look for Z Humora Show on any podcasting platform or just Google Z Humora Show. Now, spa, spa, spa. Everyone knows spa to be tricky. A lot of things happen at spa. And I think, was it uh, Formula 3 where I saw a terrible accident? I hope that they're all fine. But it's a Belgian Grand Prix. Like I said before, it has at one point in history reigned for 20 years in a row so that's spa for you now let's go through the belgian grand prix that to me didn't really happen but happened anyway we'll start with qualifying like we always do now it was a tricky qualifying happened on the 28th of august and uh, pole position was max verstappen second place george russell i know that comes as a surprise to many people but I like what someone said. George Russell didn't didn't need a Mercedes to out qualify Lewis Hamilton or Valtteri Bottas. So that goes to show you how great of a driver this young man is. Third place, Lewis Hamilton. Fourth place, Daniel Ricciardo, which is his best start for McLaren ever since he joined the team. It's also fair to remember that it's his two hundredth grand prix uh fifth place sebastian vettel sixth place pierre gasly seventh sergio perez eighth valtteri bottas although he will serve a five grid penalty he had to serve a five grid penalty for causing an incident at the hungarian grand prix ninth place esteban ocon tenth place lando norris who looked like he was doing really well until q3 when he spun it 
I don't know how you pronounce this place, but it's spelled as E A U then <laughs> R O U G E. Aouge. I don't know how to say it. But yes, he had a terrible spin and crashed into the barriers. He was taken to hospital to be checked. That's how serious it was. But thank God he was cleared to race again. 11th place, uh, Charles Leclerc. 12th place, Nicolas Latifi. 13th place was Carlos Sainz Jr. 14th was Fernando Alonso. Lance Stroll qualified 15th. And remember, Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll also had a 5th place greed penalty from, for causing a, the incident at the Hungarian Grand Prix. So he also moved down 5 places. Uh, in 16th place was Antonio Giovinazzi. Yuki Tsunoda qualified 17th. Mick Schumacher qualified 18th. Kimi Raikkonen qualified 19th. Nikita Mazepin qualified 20th. Now, the Belgian Grand Prix is the longest track in Formula 1, like I said before. 7,000 kilometers circuit long. If you want miles, it's 4.3 miles long. Pretty long. And that's the reason why we do 44 laps as opposed to, you know, other tracks where we could do 50, 60s, you know, so many more laps. Here we do 44 laps. And uh, the track temperature this time around, it was 12 degrees Celsius. It was really chilly. You could literally see the rain dropping down even on the camera uh the cameras were getting fogged up by the rain okay now we've held 75 grand prix here at the belgian grand prix and out of all of them michael schumacher still holds the most wins at a belgian grand prix he has six wins when it comes to constructors ferrari has the most wins here 18 wins at spa and i believe the last win for ferrari correct me if i'm wrong was by Charles Leclerc in 2019 at the Belgian Grand Prix. Now, Perez didn't get to start the race because he crushed on the way to the grid. As the cars were going to line up, he ended up in the barriers and so it damaged his car. But I didn't blame him. I know some people were blaming him, saying, oh, there was a mistake, there was unforgivable and all this. But the truth is that track was really wet, as we're going to see later on, and it was quite difficult and He's a pretty good driver. I don't think he would screw himself up just for that. Anyway, so we got started under the safety car. The formation lap was under the safety car. And I forgot to tell you, at Spa, we have 19 corners. I think 10 to the left, 9 to the right. I'm not sure. And one DRS zone. Now, because it was raining and it was cold and there was a lot of fog, we the drivers were using wet tires slash intermediate tires. I don't think anybody was on slicks. It was just... Everybody had to start on wet tires. Sergio Perez wasn't going to be able to start at that point. Kimi Raikkonen had a pit lane start because he changed his rear wing earlier. And um, the formation lab, you know, the formation lab, uh, we were supposed to begin. And then we got updates from race control, like five minutes. We're going to begin five minutes later. And then it increased to 10 minutes later, then 20 minutes later, then 25 minutes later. And it, we began... We had the formation lap 25 minutes later and it was still wet. Even I am not a driver, but it was very wet. And for me personally, I fear spa because of the many incidents that have happened at spa. I mean, it's a beautiful track, but it's just scary at spa. Recently, Jack Aitken had a crash there. I don't know what series he was in. Was it Le Mans or something? But it was a terrible one. I told you another one had just happened. Was it in Formula 3? At that same corner. And you know, when Pierre Gasly lost his friend Antonio Hubert. May he rest in peace there. So for me, I love Spa. But Spa freaks the life, life out of me as much. I, it's, I don't know whether it's ironic or paradoxical. But I love watching fast cars. But... 
I fear speed sometimes. It just, I, I don't know, maybe that's why I even love it. It's sometimes it just makes me so afraid to watch people do such dangerous things. And spa for me <laughs> freaks the life out of me. I just don't know. I think another track that would do that to me would be, I think, Nabagring. But thank God we don't really do Nabagring these days. Because sometimes it's it's a beautiful track don't get me wrong but a lot of things have happened at spa now during the formation lap it was wet like i said in fact drivers down the grid the londonori says because londonori's had to start and he had to start in 15th place because of the five place grid penalty Bottas moved down to 12th and landstroll moved down to 20th because of the five place grid penalty five place grid penalty london norris got the five place grid penalty because he changed his gearbox after his crash in q3 in qualifying there was no way he was going to be without changing his gearbox he was not going to be able to race now during the formation lap drivers at the end of a grid that was i think london norris uh, Fernando Alonso, Yuki Tsunoda, they were all complaining about the fog. They could not be able to see. And at the front of a grid, Max Verstappen said, was, you know, talking about how, you know, the conditions are, it's raining and it's wet, but it's drivable. I think why Max was saying that is because he was at the front and he didn't really have, you know, steam and splashes from the other, from other cars in front of him. All he had was a safety car, so he didn't get that much spray. But the cars at the back, they had a lot of spray. In fact, we got a look through Charles Leclerc's uh, view of the racetrack and we could not see a thing. It was really dangerous to drive under those conditions. George Russell also complained about not being able to see and he was in second place behind Max Verstappen. We also had Lewis Hamilton who was behind George Russell saying that, you know, these conditions are terrible. You can't be going 200 miles per hour here in these conditions. It's really wet. And at one point he said, I think water was going through his helmet. I'm not sure. Remember, at Spa, you get uh, 223 miles per hour top speeds. So it was so wet. So anyway, the start procedure was suspended and we got a red flag. The station was suspended. The idea was to wait some more time in order for the truck to dry out. And, you know, we could get a proper race. But the weather was not on our side this time around. So the cars were in the pit lane for about two hours two hours in fact we restarted the race uh, we had a delay of two hours and 52 minutes before we got to go out again i don't know if this, if this has ever happened in history in formula one history but man that was a long time waiting and uh, you know formula one races are supposed to happen i think within the three hour window or four hour window and you might wonder with two hours, 52 minutes, you know, how we able to put on the race and still remain within the regulations. Well, what happened was that um, I think there's somewhere in the sporting rules by the FIA for Formula One. Um, there's somewhere where um, the stewards of the race, the race director, I don't know, stewards and the people in control of the race have the power to stop the clock and make decisions and then resume the clock. So that's what happened. With an hour left to go of racing, the clock was stopped by the stewards. They put in uh, in act. They put in place. They put in act one of those laws uh, that gave them power to stop the clock, so that they could be able to make decisions. But while that was happening, remember Sergio Perez's car that crashed before he joined the formation lab. It was being fixed. In fact, the sporting director Red Bull was, you know, talking to one of the FIA, I think, stewards, you know, asking whether Sergio Perez's car could be allowed to rejoin the rest of the cars once the, 
you know, race goes on and there was a bit of debate. And, and I think at one point the FIS would say it's not possible. They are going to first deliberate on that. Now, an hour and 45 minutes left within the time uh, after the deliberation, Sergio Perez was allowed to rejoin the race in case his car had been finished. You know, in case the mechanics had been able to finish fixing his car within that time period. Now, with a delayed start, remember we had done two laps. I don't know if you'd call them two formation laps. We had done two formation laps. So it would have left us with around 42 laps really to go. Uh, but when one of the McLaren, I think, members on the pit wall talked to Michael Massa from FIA, um... He said something along at that time. He said that they were left with 39 laps of racing. So it became confusing because uh, Sergio Perez was uh, allowed to rejoin the race, but he had not done a lap at all. And that's against the regulations. And then the laps had been cut down again. Anyway, we were waiting the entire time. Anyway, later on at 7.15 p.m. my time, that's East African time. I think that's 6.15 Belgian time. The driver started getting ready to get back into the car. Now, this had been after two hours and 52 minutes of not racing at all. It was raining. I have to applaud those fans who were out in the cold with their raincoats, with their umbrellas, and they were just patiently waiting for a race. I think I would have gone back home if it was me. I would have gone back home and just watched it on TV because... They were, I don't know where they get it from. I guess it's uh, those are real Formula One fans, I should say. Not that I'm not one, but my God, I give it to them because they stood in the rain. They were cheering. They didn't look sad. They were happy. They had a, they looked like they were having a great time, you know, waiting for the race to restart. On the driver's side, we got to see, you know, at one point during the delay, I think Pierre Gasly was asking for sausages. Uh, we got to see Antonio Giovinazzi have a bite. Lando Norris took a really good nap. Charles Leclerc was watching television. Daniel Ricciardo was having a great time checking out his phone, you know, playing with Michael Italiano. It, it was just a lot of stuff going on. It was the mechanics who kept be being busy. They seemed so busy because they kept on, I don't know, starting up the engines of the car and then stopping them, starting them up, stopping them. I think, you know, so the engines don't get too cold, something like that. I'm not so sure. But yeah. That's what was happening. Two hours, 52 minutes. On my end, I got up and did a lot of things. I prepared myself for the week as I waited for the race to resume. Anyway, now, as the drivers were getting ready, we got to know that Lance was in trouble because he got his front, was it the front or rear wing, changed in a way that doesn't comply with the Formula 1 regulation. So he was in trouble for that. Anyway, so we had a race restart under the safety car and this time around we didn't actually know the exact number of laps we were doing we just had a countdown um uh, of it was one hours we had one hour of racing and you know the clock was just counting down as the cars went out now 56 minutes left on the clock under the safety car the drivers managed to finish one lap and in fact but in fact the conditions seemed worse they honestly seemed worse and as much as i love racing i would rather you know, know that the drivers are safe uh, and see, be sure that they're going to be safe um, and miss out on, I don't know, an entertaining race than watching them, you know, risk their lives. I mean, they risk their lives, but, you know, take it to another level in such conditions. At that, at Spa, for me, I'm not up for that at all. But the drivers were complaining. 
um, that the conditions weren't good. 52 minutes left on the clock. We had two laps completed by the drivers, which means according to FI Formula 1 regulations, we were able to get a classification. So I think if you finish a certain part of the distance of the race, no, yes, of the race, uh, that could be about two laps and a formation lap, I think. Uh, the top 10 get half points for racing, and that's what happened. Now, what happened, interestingly, towards the end, in 17th place, Nikita Mazepin said the fastest lap of the race. So the question was, was he going to get half a point? But anyway, that was taken away because he, um, I think it was taken away because he was outside the top 10 either way. Now, the session was red flagged around that moment. We didn't even get to race for more than 10 minutes. And it was suspended. So it's a Belgian Grand Prix that never really happened. Now, the top 10 got half points and the rest, the other 10, did not get any points for racing. And we also had a podium celebration. George Russell was on the podium. Can you imagine that? Uh, alongside Max Verstappen and Daniel, Rick uh, not Daniel Ricciardo, Lewis Hamilton. So that's how the Belgian Grand Prix went. Now, Lewis ha Hamilton is still ahead of Max Verstappen by about three points, I believe. So it's it's not what he needed today at Bel in Belgium. He needed to get more points, you know, to cut the gap, to set himself further away from Max Verstappen. But, you know, Formula 1 is as unpredictable as Formula 1 is. <laughs> I don't know whether that's right to say. But, yes, so here are your results. In first place is Max Verstappen. Second place is George Russell. Third place is Lewis Hamilton. Fourth place, Daniel Ricciardo. Fifth place, Sebastian Vettel. Sixth place, Pierre Gasly. Seventh place, Esteban Ocon. Eighth place, Charles Leclerc. Ninth place, Nicolas Latifi. Tenth place, Carlos Sainz Jr. Eleventh place, Fernando Alonso. Twelfth place, Valtteri Bottas. And in thirteenth is Antonio Giovinazzi. Fourteenth, Lando Norris. Fifteenth, Yuki Tsunoda. Sixteenth, Mick Schumacher. Seventeenth, Nikita Mazepin. Eighteenth, Lance Stroll. Nineteenth, Kimi Raikkonen. And twentieth, Sergio Perez. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how the Belgian Grand Prix went. Now, I know this podcast episode was short, but believe me, the Belgian Grand Prix was really long. Two hours and 52 minutes of waiting was really such a long time for us. But we loved it, and uh, we can't wait to see you in the next race at Max Verstappen's hometown. Until then, bye-bye. I will see you then. Oh, and remember, if you'd like to get in contact, don't hesitate. My Twitter handle is at Formula1Amateur and on Instagram, my handle is at ZF1Amateur. Until then, bye-bye.